Hey everybody, welcome back to the DC Beer Show. This is Richard and I'm finally, after a very long time, here with my good friend, Adam. It's good to have you back, Adam. It's, it's been a long time. It's good to be back. It's been a while. It has been a long time. This is a really special week this week. There's a, a couple of our favorite breweries in town that are having very special anniversaries. Uh, there's an article at dcbeer.com about Red Bear Brewing Company and their first year. Uh, but we decided here at Silver Branch in Silver Spring, we were going to do another episode of the podcast about him. So if you go back and listen to old episodes of the DC Beer Show. Several old episodes, yeah. Several, yeah. We'd, we've, we've been at Silver Branch. The first time we recorded an episode at Silver Branch was probably almost two years ago. And it was before we opened. I it know was, that much. It was <laughs> right after they had signed the lease on the space. So we recorded a podcast in a space that literally had nothing but the table and chairs we were on. And like you had a couple of the of the, the picnic tables in the front, but it was the place was empty. You hadn't started building out. So we decided to come come sort of move that cycle along. We've been here. We were here right before you opened. We were here when you had your designs. We were here just before you opened, And now we're here one year later. So we're here with Christian Lakey, head brewer and co-founder of Silver Branch Brewing Company, and Aaron Carla. What's your title here? I'm the marketing manager. Ah, marketing manager. So we've been here, like I said, four times. Um, we're glad to have you both here talking to us about the first anniversary of Silver Branch. Let's just dive in and talk, first of all, about sort of what this week. So today's Wednesday. You've been doing stuff all week long. And this episode is out on Wednesday. <laughs> we're not we're recording on Monday, but it's out on Wednesday. So you've got stuff going on every day. So let's let's talk about what's happening over the next few days to celebrate the first anniversary first. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so Ranch Turning One is like really major. I mean, we were just talking earlier before we started recording that like I remember the first time that you know I walked into the space, it was a giant concrete hole with uh, you know just a bunch of you know construction workers walking around in it. Uh, and I remember the first day that I walked in and like looked at this and was like, oh my gosh, this looks like a place that people are actually going to go to. Uh, you know, like there's a bar and there's seats, and this looks like you know this looks like a real place. So celebrating our one year anniversary is super special. Uh, we scheduled an entire week of events uh, to commemorate our first anniversary. So starting with tonight, Wednesday, uh, we will have trivia with a special Silver Branch beer round. So uh, Adam, our trivia host, will be uh, you know quizzing you on your knowledge of Silver Branch beer. So that's going to be super fun. Thursday, we have a great series, a uh, weekly series called Gravity Lager Thursday. So we are going to be doing a special preview of the beer we are releasing on Friday that the four of us happen to be drinking right now. Uh, it's called Power Boots Pilsner. It's a dry hop Pilsner brewed with the pink, uh, pink Boots Hot Blend. So uh, it's a really mm. special beer to me because actually it's the first beer I've ever helped brew. Congratulations. 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 It's delicious. It yes. is very delicious. I learned I can lift a grain sack over my head. So, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty good. Critical skill. Yes. <laughs> um, She's halfway to being a brewer. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we are doing our special gravity cask of that on Thursday night for our Gravity Lager Thursday series. So you don't want to miss that. Friday, of course, we release Power Boots Pilsner. So we're very, very psyched about that. We'll have live music, of course, food, all sorts of fun. Uh, it's actually a double beer release weekend. So the uh, following day, Saturday the 7th, we are releasing Deus Ex Machina, which is a hazy IPA. Ooh. And then we have... That's uh, our one-year anniversary beer. Yes, our one-year anniversary right. beer. Yeah. Uh, and we have live music all day, a special concert back here in the brewery at night. Uh, we're grilling uh, brats and uh, veggie skewers and all sorts of things on the patio. It'll be super fun. That sounds awesome. It does. 
Christian, will you be wearing your lederhosen that day? <laughs> no, my lederhosen are reserved for Oktoberfest. Again, <laughs> uh, my kilts for um, the uh, release of our Rabbi Burns beer. So, no, I think I'll just be wearing my, my normal old uh, boring digs. I don't think that's an option. I think you need to come up with something for a hazy IPA release. And you have only a few days to do it, but I believe in you. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned. You can come, <laughs> come and check out whatever I end up wearing. Excellent. Is there anything, any folks, other things that folks need to know about? You've got the two releases. You've got something happening every single night. Anything else? Basically, everything is um, open and free, you know, open and free to the public. We want to encourage as many people to, you know, to come up to Silver Spring. Uh, It's only, you know, it's only one metro stop in from D.C. So, uh, again, I believe in you all that you can make (laughs) it up here from D.C. But, uh, like, honestly, Silver Spring has a really, really great uh, brewery culture. We would, like, be thrilled to have you know, new people in right. our space, seeing what we have going on. And of course, celebrating our one year anniversary with us. Awesome. So nothing is ticketed. Nobody needs to take it. Just show up. That's right. And parking is free on Saturdays and Sundays. So uh, that's no- true. There's parking garages like right next door and across the street. And yeah. it's free on if Saturday o- and Sunday here. Yeah. If I could offer, you know, my free advertising to one thing, it would be the Cameron Street Garage, uh, <laughs> which is uh, where we all park uh, yep. again, you know, free after seven and all weekend. So but for those of you who've never been here, it's literally across the street from a red line metro station it takes two minutes to walk from the red line metro station to here so if you can get to metro if you're in dc and you can get anywhere close to the red line which you can because that's the whole point you should definitely come up here at some point in the next week because it's so accessible i mean it's one of the one of the reasons that i love this brewery so much taking the red line home every single day uh is that it's such a convenient i got 30 minutes extra (laughs) let me just pop in (laughs) And since we are talking about our one-year anniversary, I'll just hop in and say that uh, this has been one of the things about this past year that has been the most fun. We opened Silver Branch because we wanted to have a community gathering spot. People could come in and uh, just stop in for a quick beer after work, or they could come on weekend with friends. And just seeing uh, people sit down and enjoy our beer here in downtown Silver Spring, it's just been a real rewarding experience. We we're inspired in part by my uh, trip to Bamberg, which has seven different breweries within the city limits. And so when we found this nice urban spot as a potential uh, area to open a brewery, it was just exactly what we wanted to do. So it's been a lot of fun seeing that come to fruition this last year. Awesome. Well, it's one of my favorite places in town. One of my favorite as well, um, both atmosphere-wise and beer-wise. Yeah, the beer is fantastic. It's a large enough space so that I can be here when it and never feel crowded. And it has, we've talked about this before, but if you've not been here, you have like, I would say four or five different sort of spaces within one large open space. So there's, you know, sort of German beer garden, indoor space. There's, there's, you know, a bar space. We consider one area to be our cafe, our sort of Belgian inspired cafe area. Yeah. And something that's worked out well, which I don't think we anticipated, I think it's almost as much an accident of the way the space is configured as anything else, is that we can be family friendly, which we have always wanted to be, and yet feel like the kids who are playing at the foosball table or at the cornhole boards are not right in the middle of the space where people are sitting having their beer. That's absolutely true. So it's, uh, that's been happy for us because we've always known we wanted to f- have families feel like they're welcome here, but sometimes you know adults would rather have... Uh, a beer without hearing uh, you know kids be too loud and it's worked out really well for us no i think that's definitely i hadn't thought about that but that's that's something i've absolutely noticed is 
if you're sitting in the cafe area, like on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, early part of the day, you can sit in the cafe area, the bar area, and the kids are in sort of the beer garden area or back toward the, the barrel house, which just try to visualize this. Or you know what? Better come. If you're listening to this podcast, you should come to this brewery. Uh, it is one of the best spaces in town and in the region. But let's go back and talk about this year. Right. Last time we talked to you, it was probably a couple of weeks before you guys were opening uh, a few weeks. What's been the most unexpected thing that you've encountered in the year since you opened? I think for me, one of the things that's been unexpected is just the variety of different roles that I and I think all of us have had to play. <laughs> uh, you just don't know what you're going to have to work on in any given day. And the part that's been unexpected, and I think the most fun in some ways, has been developing a team of people who are just fun to be with and care really deeply. And they're essentially what makes Silver Branch tick. And I, for some reason, hadn't thought about the fact that that would be one of the most time-consuming and the most challenging, but also one of the most rewarding aspects of, of, of opening Silver Branch. I agree that, like, the, uh, you know, the idea that there's no, that isn't my job here and like mm. i'm really personally inspired by that that's a very big reason that i wanted to work for a startup because you know i think that everybody has you know a lot of unique skills and being able to like you know bring those to the table and to uh you know to be able to play and do something different every day uh is something that really really appeals to me like i mean today i you know worked from home until noon i've got a baby dog at home that's a whole other story for a whole other day <laughs> you know but i worked from home until noon on, on a lot of marketing things and catching up on emails i came in here and immediately jumped on the canning line because uh you know we were down a person there uh you know then wow. uh, went to a meeting and now here we are and um like i like the sense of not every day being the same uh that really appeals right. to me um, you know, honestly, I, I couldn't ask for a better, a better working environment. Awesome. Is there one beer that you're, I guess, the most proud of over this first year? I have enjoyed making all the beers and then I'm not, I know I'm not answering your question directly. I'll come back to it. I promise. <laughs> I promise I will. I think the, the, the fact that there's been so much to learn, even though I've been a professional brewer for a while, you know, even within the last month, we've been changing the way that we sparge beer and we're much happier with it. And I think it's one of the reasons why this uh, Power Boots Pilsner has dropped so beautifully bright. But to answer your question indirectly, the fact that we've got to brew so many, so many beers has been one of the things that's just been so much fun. And um, so to identify one that I'm most proud of is really, really challenging, but I think it would have to be the uh, Glass Castle Pilsner, uh, just because it's been a sort of a holy grail uh, of mine for a long time to brew a Pilsner that I'm just really excited to drink on an everyday basis. But I'd say that one that I'm most surprised by was the Obsidian Castle, mm -hmm. uh, both just because mm -hmm. it tasted so phenomenally delicious. And uh, it sold so much faster, which made me very happy because dark lagers have a reputation of being sort of, you know, your dad's beer that nobody's interested in. And yet it sold so fast and it received so much enthusiasm that uh, that was a really happy experience. I have for one me. can left. Oh, man. Oh, so <laughs> bring it in for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're I all mean. out. It's a phenomenal Actually, I had, I had four cans at so. home, but then my sister visited um, <laughs> yeah. from South Africa and I sent them home with her. So uh, I hope she's enjoying them right now. 
I mean, I love our focus on log. Like I, I love our loggers in general. Like when you asked that question, like mm-hmm. I was just ready to say Obsidian Castle, no right. follow up. Right. Like, yep. I think, uh, of course, I'm not involved with the brewing so much. <laughs> but like, but to it's me, all one big happy I, family. Everybody's I, part of the team. <laughs> absolutely. But to me, what I really like is the education piece and uh, exposing people to beer styles that they might not be familiar with. You know, so when we brewed a Tamave special, um, you know, I've traveled a lot. I've been to the Czech Republic. So... I know that like I know that style of beer and um, to be able to like find mass appeal here in the States of a beer that people might not be particularly familiar with, I mm-hmm. thought was very, very cool. And uh, it's my favorite beer we've ever produced. I'm super bummed that we <laughs> don't have it anymore. It. Yeah. But I think that like really to me, that's like one of the things that Silver Branch does very well is to, you know, kind of repopularize or like open people's minds to I don't just want to walk in and just get like the IPA that's hopped so much that it tastes like a Christmas tree or you know Mm -hmm. uh, like a bland watery American domestic you know I think that exposing people to different types of beer and uh, showing people what beer can be is super important and special. Awesome. I totally agree with that because I mean I think a lot of these styles you do see at other breweries but you all just I don't know. You do them so well, and they're so clean and flavorful. Well, thank you. Consistent. That, that, that I think it's inconsistent. Yeah. yeah, that it really does make people appreciate these styles of beer. Well, I, I give a lot of credit for that uh, to my uh, previous employer, Gordon Biersch, uh, which sadly I learned this morning has closed two local locations, I know. which is a real downer because mm-hmm. I feel like they make delicious lager and uh it's just sad to see two um, breweries that make delicious beer close in our local area i really enjoyed going down to uh, the navy yards location right before the ball games yep so that's going to be a loss for us but i am appreciative of the fact that they gave me the opportunity to learn how to make a uh, lager beer in a in a technically sound way that luckily is making some delicious um, uh, but, um i mean the glass here. castle the killer castle the tamave yep. these these things are amazing and like i said yes. i have a I think I have just one can of the the Obsidian Castle is the best beer I think I've I've pretty much ever had. Uh, I just I fell in love with that and just as a funny story. So I was at a beer festival weekend on the Eastern Shore all weekend and got home yesterday, having had a lot of beer over the course of three days, and I I went for that one can and our kid and I. My wife and I were watching television because we were exhausted after this long week, and she went with me. And I was carrying it and a glass and some other stuff down the stairs to our family room to watch TV, and it slipped out and bounced down the oh, stairs. No. <laughs> and, I, and I was literally like, I can't open this now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've got to go. So it's still waiting for me. But I was like, I can't even chance that this isn't going to pour perfectly right. yeah. because it's the last one. You don't want to spray um, it all over the ceiling. No. Right. Yeah, would, exactly. That like that a... just would have been, it's, no, it's, it's like gold. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. But, but what I was going to ask was, has Glass Castle become sort of your best-selling? I mean, it's always here now. It's it, not our best-selling. It's really selling. not. Our best-selling beer is our, I mean, not surprisingly, given the craft beer world today, it's our, it's our flagship IPA. It's uh, Quantum Shift. Uh-huh. So I would say we sell probably... A third more quantum shift, um, if not even more, uh, 50% more quantum shift really? than we do Glass Castle. And that might be a seasonal thing. Are you talking about in the tap room and on oh, store shelves? I'm talking about total sales. Total sales. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Just yeah. wanted to be clear. I'm just basing it in part about the frequency with which we brew those two beers. Sure. And then, of sure. course, um, you know, quantum shift is 
takes about half the time to produce as um, Glass Castle. Absolutely, yeah. So you yeah. put those two things together, and I think it's it, well. That, yeah, like you said, that's that's consistent with the marketplace that that everybody sees. The yeah. IPAs are, are always going to yeah. sell, but. I drink Glass Castle almost every time I'm here. Mm-hmm. It's just a wonderful, wonderful beer. You're certainly not the only I person. I drink Glass yeah. Castle almost every day. It's the day beer. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. is. It's yeah. like a, yeah. it's like the yeah. day. Well, that's like the kind a, of beer it is. It's just yeah. uh, you know, it's it's complex and yet approachable, mm-hmm. and it, it goes down easy. It's five percent alcohol, so mm-hmm. it's not going to get you wasted with one beer. Uh, so yeah, it's a uh, it's just. It's an everyday drinking beer. It's delicious. Yeah, I'm getting married in this room in two months, and we are uh, giving out cans of Glass Castle as favors. Like it's uh, literally my fiance that is his all time favorite beer. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like we drink quite a bit of it within yep. these walls. So, uh, what a better way to celebrate! Absolutely. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yes, That's congratulations. Awesome. So, let's talk a little bit about the unexpected. Uh, let's talk about what you've learned. Uh, over the last year, if you were to go back and tell, you know, Christian from 18 months ago, like, okay, here's the thing you need to know. What, what would you tell? What would you tell yourself if you could go back in time ju- before, you know, like as you were in the process? <laughs> uh, get on anti-anxiety medications earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> um Boy, yeah, it's a uh, it's quite a journey. It really is. It's uh, it's so much fun and it's so rewarding having gotten to this spot and seeing people like I was saying earlier come in here and have a really good time and uh, seeing the fact that we have staff who enjoy their jobs for the most part and they go home with a paycheck at the end of the week that people genuinely seem to like the beer. They don't just say so to be nice to me. Um, so there's a ton of things that are. Uh, really re- rewarding. Um, and in terms of just things I would tell myself if I were to go back in time, wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, well, stumped, I think, stumped you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the thing I could always tell myself if I could give myself advice would be to just lighten up and and try to enjoy it uh, because Good. it's been quite a journey, and uh, I am known to get anxious about things and um, stress a little bit. And so just, uh, you know, sitting back and, and having some fun with it is definitely uh, something I would recommend. And in fact, this last Friday, we had a, a collaboration brew day with the folks from Right Proper. And that was probably one of the very f- most fun days I've had in the brewery since uh, since opening. And I just didn't open my computer when I got here in the morning. And like any good collaboration day, I think the first beers were poured before 10 o'clock. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And I was just the most relaxed and laughed more that day than I have probably any day so far here. So uh, I hope to have more days like that going forward. How nice it must be to not open your computer. Yeah, yeah I know. Us <laughs> lawyers do oh. collaboration wrong because we do not split beers. Oh, really? Yeah, no. you really should change careers. Yeah. I, I agree. So your first anniversary beer is a hazy IPA, you said. What? I guess inspired you to do a hazy IPA for the first anniversary beer. Because it's not like you're. That's that's not norm. That's not what you're yeah. known. For. No, Let me just no. Say that. Well, if you won't tell anybody, I will admit <laughs> that it snuck up on us actually. And um, with four fermenters and a happy problem of having a hard time actually fulfilling demand for the time being. We had to find a beer that would condition quickly, and so you know if we had 
planned it out the way that we, you know, looking back, maybe wish we had, uh, we would have said, oh, let's make, you know, a Bach beer. But we had already decided that we were making a Bach beer with Right Proper as our collaboration beer. Right. So we need okay. to find something that would be complementary, first of all, to, you know, my Bach. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had released Sisyphus, which is our periodic uh, hazy IPA, the mm-hmm. first beer that we brewed here uh, when we opened. We had released that about six weeks ago, and it sold out within three weeks. Right. And so we don't have a hazy on right now. We wanted to brew another hazy, so we decided that that hazy was going to be our one-year anniversary. All right. So there we are. Now, I won't pretend like some of my investors are not unhappy about that choice, <laughs> um, but, you know, they will have to grin and bear it, I guess. Right, right. Well, can you tell us anything about the hazy IPA? Yes, we can. It's actually, we were just talking about the fact that the Power Boots is brewed with the Pink Boots blend, and that's 100% brewed with, brewed with the Pink Boots blend. That was well said. Pink yes, it's, uh, with the pink boots it's a very, blend. a lot of uh, tongue twister peas. Mm. Yeah, so we had ordered a lot of extra Pink Boots because we really liked the sound of the blend, and uh, then we decided to end up using it almost exclusively as the hop in the Deus Ex Machina, our, our one-year anniversary beer as well. Wow. Let, let me just interrupt because I want to tell folks if they're not aware of what we're talking about. So the Pink Boot Society, which you should know about, uh, is essentially the organization that supports women in brewing and craft beer. Uh, and it is now uh, Women's History Month. And so they put together a hop blend that all, a bunch of different breweries around town are using in different beers. And so that's what we're talking about is that hot blend. That, Every okay. year at the Craft Brewers Conference, they allow women brewers to put together uh, hot blends as a suggestion for the following year's hot blend. And then they vote on which blend they should go with. And this year, it's a combination of Idaho 7, Yukonot. It is uh, Azaka, El Dorado, Idaho, Gem, and Laurel. Ah, oh, not okay. <laughs> I heard you cannot, and I was like, <laughs> that no, doesn't sound no, right. No, I've typed, uh, I feel like I've typed this a lot. Thank goodness, <laughs> I have, yeah. thank goodness I have colleagues who can help me out. Yeah. Um, I'm a member of the Pink Boots uh, DC chapter, and we have a lot of fun. We are doing a chapter brew at Denizen's uh, new location, Riverdale Park, uh, nice. on the 9th, so next Monday. But, you know, honestly, like, these women are great. We collaborate on a lot of things. It's really, um, I don't know. I'm tired of uh, beer being a uh, old boys club, you know, yeah. so it's a uh, yeah, I'm tired of walking into breweries and being offered like a uh, raspberry Berliner Weiss that's four <laughs> percent. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's really nice to meet with like minded folks and to have, uh, you know, organization that really supports uh, yeah. women in, you know, a field where they're underrepresented. Absolutely. And and just as a quick preview, uh, we'll be doing an episode on women in brewing. Uh, of the DC Beer Show, probably it'll come out later in March uh, before we're ready to put that out. But but keep listening for that. But to get back to what you were saying, Christian, so that blend that the Pink Boots Society put together for the Pink Boots Brewing, you liked and are now doing it for the, tell me the name again. Deus sorry. Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yes. Yes. It is, it's not the only hop in that beer, but it's by far the predominant beer in that blend. And like most of our beers, it's not super high alcohol. It's 6.8%, which is you know, relatively high, but for a, for a hazy, it's not um, super duper high. And it's a hazy that really, I think, is uh, just tries to hit all of the notes that people are looking for in a, in a hazy IPA. It's you know super juicy, high uh, residual uh, sugar content. So it's sweet and approachable. And 
just um, some nice uh, luscious hoppiness for the uh, for the hazy IPA fan. All right, and that's coming out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Big party here at Silver Branch and Silver Spring. Live music. Uh, brats on the barbecue. The yeah. other thing I would say about it is to uh, take a close look at the label and see if you can find all the Easter eggs. Uh, oh, are, nice. are, in fact, that one thing that would one thing that has been a great surprise this year is how our branding has evolved. So we can come back to that if you want to talk more about it. But uh, we have a local artist who does our labels for us now, and uh, when we proposed this. Uh, this label or this this name he put together a fantastic uh label and hid lots of little easter eggs of uh, local breweries we've worked with uh some of our other beers uh just lots of little tiny tidbits to look for so it's it's a fun label excellent are you guys gonna start making uh posters of labels because your the artwork on your labels is really really we've talked about that would actually be a really great merch item yeah yeah, would, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. we always like we're always, of course, talking about how to uh, get our name out there, get our branding out there, uh, etc. And so stuff like that could be could be really mm-hmm. very cool. Chris Bonnell, who's the local artist who does our labels, uh, does a really, really amazing job of taking like the vision or the description of the beer and then creating these unbelievable images. Yeah, they're fantastic. I mean, yeah. it's, it's great art. And it's and I noticed that it's always very personal is what I was that is what I was about to say actually he gets us in a way that he can make a label that 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 just really speaks to what we're trying to accomplish with any Mm -hmm. given beer sometimes we come up with fun wacky names and he can pull the name together with the idea that we're also relatively traditional in our approach to brewing uh and just make a label that's really appealing but also really fun and um it it sets people up for expecting the kind of beer that they're going to get from what's inside the uh, the can that they're opening it's just uh, it's a fun really fun collaboration for us awesome well, let's bring this to a close. Tell us about beyond the first year. Uh, do you have any exciting plans for for the next year and, and things you're going to be doing at the brewery or beers that you want to brew? Um, actually, on uh, March 21st, we are hosting our first uh, beer festival here within these walls. We are mm-hmm. doing a stout festival. Stout fest. Yeah, so um, wow. those familiar, of course, with Silver Branch know that uh, Chronicle, which is a foreign extra stout, is uh, one of our like flagship beers. I don't know. We're into into communicating the story of this stout and, of course, making a lot of variations on it. Right now, Coffee Chronicle, we're sold out of it in cans. We still do have it on here at the brewery. Um, you know, but we uh, we wanted to see what other people are doing with stouts as well as uh, feature our own stouts. So I think we have 15 breweries committed. It's March 21st. Uh, tickets are $50 available on Eventbrite. Uh, we are, you know, giving out a food voucher. Of course, unlimited samples. You get a glass to take home. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, we'll put the link on that to that in the show notes. And uh, in terms of the brewery, we are expecting two new fermenters and a new bright tank uh, toward the end of March. So we're very excited about that. It's been hard to keep up our variety recently because we've had to keep brewing our flagship beers. Um, mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to having some new uh, tanks in the brewery. And we just found out today that we are going to be selling our beer at District Drafts and the uh, Nationals Ballpark. So we're extremely excited for that. Yeah, That's yeah. fantastic. So, yeah. Excellent. It's going Definitely to be fun to be able to, to uh, drink one of our beers while watching the Nationals win. It is so. going to be so wonderful. Yes, it is. I'm really excited about that. Great. All right. Well, Christian Lakey of Silver Branch Brewing Company, Aaron Carla, uh, marketing manager at Silver Branch Brewery. Thank you both for joining us today. Uh, And listeners, you should definitely head out to Silver Branch. 
Um, they are in downtown Silver Spring, across the street from the Silver Spring Metro Station. What's the actual address here? 8401 Colesville Road. We are in Suite 150. It's on the, you can't miss yeah. it. Uh, you can't miss it. Uh, we're, our entrance is actually on 2nd Avenue. So walk around, you will find us and we will be rewarded with delicious beer. Yes. That's the yeah. key is come up 2nd Avenue. Yeah. Right, yes. right. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on your one year anniversary. Uh, I know Adam and I are both just thrilled to have you not far from our house. Um, I will add to this that uh, this is a great place to come and work in the late afternoon if you need to ripping fast wi-fi <laughs> and we're now yeah. open at seven o'clock for coffee so if you need someone to work in the morning uh come on by well that's right Definitely coffee or beer we that. don't judge you can, yeah. you can get coffee and espresso <laughs> here uh, unlimited popcorn unlimited popcorn which definitely helps you do work absolutely <laughs> that's i mean a, i get a hundred percent of my fiber from popcorn <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Silver Branch Brewing Company in Silver Spring, Maryland. Christian Lakey, thank you one more time for being here. Thank you. It's good seeing you again. Aaron, good to see you. Thank you you for being here. Uh, Remember? Always drink great beer.